This is the PFF Daily Betting Podcast, and the day is finally, finally, Sunday of week one. Um, This is the normal forecast group. It's me, it's Eric, and we're going to get right into it. We're going to start with props. Um, If you have not checked out the props tools, what I'm looking at right now, Eric, I assume you are or have been all day long, (laughs) given given what I know about you. Um, And you can still get it for 30% off, I might add, with promo code kickoff30 at pff.com so you should go check it out because we're going to talk about a few but there's a ton on there that's kind of the cool thing about props yep. and uh here's what we're going to do we're going to kind of go rapid fire i'll let you start eric and um give me a prop that you are particularly excited about yeah my favorite one of tomorrow is aaron jones under 64 and a half rushing yards and here's the reason why jones last season I know he had a great year. He scored a lot of touchdowns, all that kind of stuff. He played 18 games. Seven of those games, he went over that number 11, he went under. So it's not even, from a base rate perspective, it's not even like his his actual number, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's some sort of average where he had a bunch of blow-up games that sort of tilt that up. And, and if you look at our props tool, that's part of the issue as well, right? Sometimes the average can be more than the projection, and the under can still be the play because of how things are distributed, right? Um, and that hence why unders are, are generally the better play. Minnesota Vikings defense is, you know, they're not going to be as good, but where they're strong is at the linebacker position. Um, their, their defensive linemen hold the point of attack well. They don't rush the passer very well, but, uh, you know, Shamar Stefan and company do a decent job there. Harrison Smith, Anthony Harris, great safeties and run support. And here's the thing. As much as we like Green Bay in this game, they're still two and a half point underdogs. So game script would indicate that this could be a situation where the Packers don't throw uh, much down the stretch. Aaron Jones, by the way, uh, his under was the first one on my list. So <laughs> I you know, agree it's with the, you. It's the one, you know, just to give away a little bit of the product, it's the one with the biggest edge on the PFF props tool and, and a, you know, a good place to look, obviously. And by the way, if you are listening to this, it's the morning uh, on Sunday morning. If if odds have changed, you can actually go in and change the odds and see if it's still um, like a favorable bet. And that's and that's a great idea. So sometimes just to kind of give you guys a little bit of flavor, sometimes square books will offer minus 120 on both sides. And that's why a great deal of props have no value because you need to hit 55 percent to go you know, to consistently win against minus 120, some sharper books will give you minus 110. So if you want to go in there and see, okay, for my book, I'm actually getting this at plus 105, then you can see what the theoretical edge would be from our perspective, you know, uh, as George said. All right. Um, I'm going to go passing. I'm going to go another under. And by the way, you're going to hear a lot of unders. That's because people like to bet overs. You say this all the time. If you just blindly bet unders, uh, last year at least you made money so um don't be afraid to go under here i know it sucks in terms of game totals but with props it's the way to go and i'm Even going on under... thursday night the game went over but the majority of props went under that's yeah. that's how it goes that's just how it works uh, i'm going Derek carr under 267.5 yards and this is counterintuitive to me because the panthers suck however this is the reason why it makes sense the panthers are going to establish the run means they're going to chew the clock and the Raiders are going to go you know what Josh Jacobs is awesome 
Tyrell Williams is hurt. Henry Ruggs is young. Oh, let's run the ball as well. And it's going to be a nice run fest. And then when Derek Carr does throw the ball, he's going to throw it five yards downfield as he normally does. I think he went over 260. He went 268 or over, I think, six times, if I remember correctly, out of the 16 games he played last year. Um, So under 267.5 for my main man, Derek Carr, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, interestingly, that game total 47 and a half, not the biggest total on the Mm -hmm. board, even though both defenses are, you know, theoretically going to suck. And I think for very similar reasons, the Panthers and the Raiders are not teams that go down the field throwing the football. My the under I like is in the same game as the first one I like. I like Dalvin Cook under 74 and a half. Did you hack my computer? Rushing yards. Uh, This one's actually, you know, he played 16 total games a season ago. He went over this total eight times, under eight times. But Green Bay, you got to think that after an NFC Championship game in which they were embarrassed by San Francisco in the run game um, and, you know, got new linebackers in Kirksey, uh, got really strong, you know, on the they're already really strong in the front, you know, seven or so. They got good secondary players. And again, there's a decent chance Minnesota's behind in this game. I, I think Cook is, you know, might have just a pedestrian game uh, in this game. And again, like I said on the Periscope the other day or the um, Instagram, yeah, if Dalvin Cook goes over this, he might go over this by 50 yards, but it's still just one loss. So uh, just don't be worried necessarily about the long runs. Think about the game script in this case. I like it. All right. Um, <laughs> you really just torching my list here. Uh, it's okay because I've got a nice, I've got a really nice backup. My backup here is Chris Conley, under thirty-four and a Former half chief. receiving yards. And um, I know you, lo- you have a special place in your heart for Chris Conley. I know that you do. And he performed, I would say, well above expectation last year. He's just not a great receiver now on a team that actually has options and is going to be ahead, you know, a, a vast majority of that game. And so, I don't know. It, it just, it, uh, sorry, behind a vast majority, I'm, I'm an idiot, behind a vast majority of that game, Jacksonville Jaguars are, but have DJ Chark. And I just foresee DJ Chark getting fed the ball just absolutely fed the ball um and so i'm gonna go under on on chris conley i love your conley pick here's why the colts defense is not a big play defense just like kansas city's that i would talk about with will fuller if you're gonna beat if you're gonna go over this total you're gonna go over with volume and is to your point chark's gonna get the air yards and you know who's gonna get the targets it's gonna be lavisca chenault the rookie out of Colorado that leaves Conley without much in the way of opportunity. I think I like your pick. Here's the last one I like, and this is kind of a hedge against one of the games I like against the spread. I'm going to go Sam Darnold under 220.5 passing yards. Ooh. Um, the reason I like this is I, 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 I think the jets are going to try to slow this game down. I, mean, I think they're going to Adam gaze the hell out of this game. And the bills again are a team that don't give up a ton of big plays and so the hard part is, is can you see Darnold throwing for 250 yards without a 70-yard touchdown? I can't. And, and so I, I think he might be efficient. I think he might win this football game outright. But I don't think he's going to get a humongous passing game here. I think there's going to be a lot of dink and dunk to Jamison Crowder and Le'Veon Bell. And, and that's going to get him short of this total. By the way, did I, get, did I tip my hand when I said Chris Conley is going to be ahead in a majority of that game? 
I like the Jags as a sneaky underdog, uh, like win outright, just tilt everybody up. If they won outright, I wouldn't be surprised, although it would be the biggest surprise tomorrow. Yeah, but also, like, there's just going to be surprises. Mm -hmm. Iowa State lost to University of Louisiana Lafayette, the Ragin' Cajuns. Like, come on. A lot of road teams playing above expectation today. Um, And even though that didn't happen against Kansas City the other night, I think that that might be the case. And I'll say, I mean, Jacksonville is actually going to have fans for whatever the hell that's worth. Yeah, that, that's the only, that's my only hesitation is thinking about home that being a home dog. But I, I yeah. do I don't mind your I don't mind your take there. Uh, all right, my last one. I had to find one over that I felt decent about, decent about, and the one that I felt most decent about was Aaron Rodgers over two fifty two and a half passing yards, and he, it's minus one hundred five. And here's why: the Minnesota Vikings have no proven cornerbacks that can cover none zero and Aaron Rodgers is on a rampage a revenge tour to prove that he's still got it I think Devontae Adams might just have 200 of these and then the other 50 will you know somehow get in there but um other 53 I should say but um the Minnesota Vikings defense is one that should not have much of a pass rush tomorrow (laughs) and doesn't have much of a coverage unit so while Aaron Jones might be a guy that you would fade. I think Aaron Rodgers is a guy that uh, comes up big in a game that I expect the Packers to win. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um, I, we're all over the Packers tomorrow, so obviously one of the some of their players have to do well, or the Vikings have to do ter- <laughs> very bad. Kirk Cousins which is, got of course, a couple pick what sixes. happened on Christmas Eve last year. Uh, yeah, I think six of the seven, six of the last seven Vikings Packers games have gone under the total. Um, black and blue division, as they say. Yeah. I mean, I just, I look at those cornerbacks and I go, you're telling me any of these guys is covering Devontae Adams? The answer is no. Like, yeah, it doesn't chance. inspire confidence. Not a chance. Um, speaking of the Packers, let's go to some sides here. So a little bit of movement on a couple of these games. I'm going to start this off and, um, a game, so I was trying to pick super contest um, sides with uh, my good buddy Ross, who we've done the super contest for a while now. And this was a game that in the super contest is six and a half, but it looks like in a lot of places is still seven. And that's the Arizona Cardinals going to the San Francisco 49ers. And seven points for a team that has is going to be without Debo Samuel, without Emmanuel Sanders. So basically, the only guy that George Kittle is going to be throwing to that he was used to throwing to, uh, sorry, the only guy that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be throwing to is George Kittle that he was used to throwing to. And the Arizona Cardinals now have some players that can kind of try and defend George Kittle. They're not going to stop him, but they don't need to. They just need to keep this game a little close. And the other thing I will say is having DeAndre Hopkins is not just a, oh, we went from average to good. It was we went from absolute disaster to really good. They didn't have a single outside wide receiver in a top top 75 PFF grade last season. So the Cardinals, to keep it within uh, a touchdown in a very smoky uh, San Francisco. Yeah, bless all the people that have to go through that. I'm gonna go. Th- I'm gonna go with another divisional dog. I'm gonna go with Miami plus seven on the road in New England. Uh, this number has moved out to seven. Now that I can get it at seven, mm-hmm. I'm going to back 
the unknown here, which is going to be uh, New England. Miami is more certain, I think, than New England is at the quarterback position where it matters most. And they added three starting. They had three starting corners that they didn't have a season ago, which I think will, which I think will play, you know, sort of to, um, you know, the the biggest weaknesses that, uh, you know, that the New England has, which is getting open on the outside. I I love that one and. It was that was one that was six and a half in the super contest, but now you can get it seven, and it's the same thing. I mean, that number is super important, and that's why <laughs> that's why you would go with it. I would have taken that in the super contest or, or seven. Um, this is one that also I took in the super contest, but it was eight if I remember correctly, and it, I think it's seven and a half in most places now, and that's Cleveland at Baltimore. So Cleveland played Baltimore very well last season. They were one of the two teams that actually beat them. And there are a couple of things that I want to fade. The first is that the Baltimore Ravens are going to continue this rampage and go 14-2 and again. They had tremendous game scripts. Um, they, you know, Lamar Jackson was a guy that fumbled a bunch the year before, didn't fumble a lot last year. They had really good fourth down variants. And they are facing a team in Cleveland that I think has just as much talent. They just haven't put it together yet. And now they have a coach that isn't well below replacement level. So all of those things, plus being able to win the bet if they lose by a touchdown, um, is a great opportunity. I think Cleveland comes out as the, the opposite of what they did last year. Last year they came out, everyone thought they were going to be great. This year everyone's waiting for them to just completely decompose. And um, they'll keep this one close. Yeah, you got the other two that I like. Um I will say that the, the next one on the board I like is, and this number's bad. I mean, you'd be much rather have it when they were underdogs, but I like Tennessee laying a field goal. I, I don't know if Denver has enough firepower anymore to beat a Tennessee team that when they're clicking, it, it's very difficult to beat them. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's a really good point. I mean, that number's now moved out to three, and that is one of the reasons that, that I struggle with it. Um let me let me give you a couple more. Let me see if you if you like this. How do you feel about because I'm looking at Green Line right now, which if you don't have a PFF subscription, go grab one uh, before the, the game start so that you can use it and you can use promo code kickoff30 and get 30% off. But I'm looking at um, the dashboard right now and Tampa Bay is a three and a half point underdog. Mike Evans is questionable. There's gonna. I could. I wonder. Maybe this moves out to four uh, early in the day because of the Mike. Maybe Mike Evans doesn't play. Um, but I'm increasingly feeling more and more confident about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Young defense that's pretty athletic that can move around. Um, that is good. That can help cover. You know, they can cover Alvin Kamara. They have some good uh, cornerbacks. They're not gonna stop Michael Thomas. They can slow him down a little bit. And I'm not worried about Tampa Bay's weapons i mean they have chris godwin they have gronk they have oj howard who might finally appear and um so i'm kind of intrigued i was gonna lay off this one but now i might i might bet it yeah i think that number is still too short for me um but it's not i I don't hate your idea there um as, as something to look at if you're you know here here's the thing i mean here here's a discussion i think for week one because i think we're all getting back in the swing of things you and I talk a little bit about the fact that parlays are kind of 
fool's gold, right? Mm-hmm. That game, if you think that there's an edge on Tampa, I would, I would, in in lieu of like maybe putting it in a parlay, I'd have it in a rollover, right? So you hmm. get more if you actually bet a game, win it, and then roll the the winnings over into the bet on Tampa Bay. That that is always a better bet than betting the parlay. Right. That would be one where I would wait off a little bit, wait until the Evans news, wait until you know, let's say you, you know, if you're thinking about a parlay, you win that first bet. That maybe w- would be where I would go uh, for my 425 slate. Yes, uh, that's that's a nice move. You can go and, and go with Cleveland first and then roll that baby over. Okay, um, I'm going to tease this one a little bit. You should go listen to uh, our podcast, the PFF Forecast, because we have a pretty uh, a teaser that I'm currently teasing um, that involves uh, our hometown, Cincinnati Bengals. So... It's worth listening to. You can hear us debate that and eventually agree on it in that one. But also you should subscribe to both this podcast and that podcast because we always do a podcast right after Sunday Night Football where we go over next week's slate so that we can get the earliest numbers, talk about them. We guess the lines. We compare it to what the lines actually are. It's probably despite the fact that we're both bleary eyed one of my favorite if not my favorite part of the entire week um because we both are just like trying to get to like get through it without stepping on ourselves um (laughs) and like forming sentences uh but you should check that out that will be up very very early in the morning on monday um and you can listen to the one that we just uh recorded on thursday because that one is pretty good and it's under an hour so listen to this you can go grab that get a run in get ready for some football this is gonna be a lot of fun eric my man get some sleep i will see you bright and early tomorrow take care everybody